Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back once again with another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering the Houston Texans every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, you're Locked On Texans. Football analyst David Johnson's contract has been reconstructed. He now has more guaranteed money. However, Houston did save nearly $2 million towards the cap. And with that, Houston has done a very good job. Nick Casario has done a very good job of getting out of the hole, as Cody put it, uh, in the pre-show of our discussion, negative cap space. Now they're in the positive near $14 million. We have to give credit to Nick Casario. So that is what we want to focus on today. David Johnson, Nick Casario, the job that he's done so far and what we are expecting moving forward near the free agent date of March 17th. But of course, we're going to start with the David Johnson news. And look, everybody, at the end of the day, when we look at the situation, first and foremost, John, how funny is it knowing that we are about to enter the 2021 season, knowing that David Johnson and not Deshaun Watson is going to be a Houston Texan moving forward. Like thinking about how things went throughout the season, everybody, including myself at one time, wanted to see David Johnson gone. And now we yeah, have me too. to. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Doing our position breakdowns, we discussed uh, who'd we like to see gone from the roster. And that was one of those, you know, clean the slate, clean everything, get everybody out of here. But Houston felt like David Johnson was somebody that, and they wanted to bring back, did reconstruct his contract. Like mentioned, he will be making more guaranteed. Houston did save $2 million. And for me, I really believe that Houston never had any team call about David Johnson. Uh, but Because if, if you would have, you would have made the move, right? And let me tell you what's, what's going on with David Johnson in Houston now. So the reconstructing of the final year of his original three-year, $39 million contract uh, just happened yesterday on Tuesday between uh, both parties. Uh, Johnson's contract has now a maximum value of $6 million in 2021, including incentive and roster bonuses with $4.25 million of the deal fully guaranteed. So congratulations to him. He got more than the $2.1 million that was going to be guaranteed in the original contract uh the team gave him more money like i just mentioned uh for me that's a head scratcher but houston had to keep a starter from the past year in my opinion so i guess that's why they went with david johnson again i'm against it with that being said david johnson did have over a thousand yards from scrimmage in 12 games if the texans would have cut johnson they would have saved 6.412 million dollars against the salary cap with 2.1 in dead money, according to ESPN and the NFL Network. So the, the money that could have been saved is what I'm looking at. Nearly $6.5 million Houston could have used, and that would have got them around closer to $20 million that they could have used in this upcoming free agency pool to bring in players that want to be in Houston, keyword, want to be in Houston. Uh, but they, they got the deal done. They did save money regardless of how it went down. David Johnson will now be a Texan for the next season. And John, to piggyback off what you say, you know, you talk about David Johnson re-signing here with the Houston Texans, and he's definitely going to be here next year. 
I know you talked about if they would have cut him, they would have brought their total number up to about six and a half million. Um, they could have saved six and a half million, but we saw they resigned him and only saved two million. I like that move a little bit more that they resigned him because if you think about it, if they would have released David Johnson, then who was going to be in the backfield? For the Houston Texans, which means nine times out of 10, you was going to have to go into free agency, sign a running back. And given the state of this organization, whether fair or unfair, you're going to have to overpay some guys, which means you're going to have less money to plug in some of those holes, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You're going to have less money to take care of what you really need to focus on. And when you take a look at the offense and to be honest with you, outside of Will Fuller, they might rework Brandon Cook's deal. I'm not sure, but. Outside of Will Fuller and, of course, the situation that's going on with Deshaun Watson, I believe we're not going to see a lot of changes on the offensive side of the ball. With the amount of money that Nick Casario has been able to free up and get the Texans into the positive side, that is going to be something that they're going to use to fix up that defense, especially considering we just saw his introductory press conference on yesterday, especially considering that you lost J.J. Watt. Speaking of J.J. Watt, when you look at David Johnson, he also gives this team, and by the way, we can all basically agree, depending on how they build this team going into the 2021 season, you're going to need some veterans on this team. And we, you know, regardless of what he did on the field, we heard nothing but great things about David Johnson from both the personnels to the players on the field. David Johnson is a great guy and you're going to need somebody like that. So the younger players can look up to because somebody needs to take the leadership of this organization, at least on the field, especially consider that Watts nine times out of 10 Watson are no longer here. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Uh, the the her, hearing good things about a player outside of the field, Houston has done that time and time again, right? And David Johnson could possibly be a great off the field guy, but who cares when you're four and twelve? Uh, who cares when you're not really effective in this offense? The majority of his yards came towards the end of the year in games where we knew Houston was completely out of any race or anything significant outside of who's going to give uh, Miami the third, fourth, fifth round pick, right? I mean, we, we know that anything they would have done, it was just for the betterment of Miami because they own that draft pick. So I don't care about what you do off the field and how you're this great guy because we've heard about plenty of players coming through this organization being great guys but they have not been able to effectively help this team get better on the field and equate all of that great guidance to more wins. You, you take a look at those last three games, you know, and I know I gave these numbers before, but just to give them real quick, I mean, the last three games he recorded 239 rushing yards, two touchdowns on 34 carries. I think for David Johnson, he needs to be utilized in a position where he can thrive. And now that you have a head coach, you got a really good coaching staff. Maybe we're going to see more of the David Johnson that we saw throughout those last three games of the regular season versus those first couple of games that he played, especially at the beginning, because you got to remember last year, and I hate to keep bringing this up, but he did not get an opportunity to have a real training camp with his team. Your head coach who and general manager who brought you in was fired. There was a lot of turmoil going on with this organization. Not saying that that's not going to continue in 2021, but it's going to be at least a little bit more stable. So if he stays healthy, 
I'm pretty sure we're going to see a better version of Johnson. I have to disagree, but I will say this. Kudos to Nick Casario, Houston Money. And that's very important, something that we have to tip our caps to. So that's what we're going to continue the discussion with for today. But bet online, you know that's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers award, TV, and reality TV shows. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Today on Locked On Today podcast, top two teams in the NBA Western Conference battle it out before the All-Star break. Will the Suns and Lakers meet again in the Western Conference Finals? I think that's a good question. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Since taking over and being hired as the general manager for the Houston Texans, which came with scrutiny, uh, your discordant star quarterback who already has made it known that no matter what you do for the time being, I am not returning. Uh, and kind of your back against the wall if you're Nick Sirio, he's done an amazing job. 14 transactions since taking over as GM, five active roster signings, one reconstruction, and eight releases slash waivers. We just talked about the reconstructing of David Johnson's contract, and we also know about Duntrell Healer and other players, but What's being highlighted in the job Nick Casario has done was bringing your team's money to the negative, to the positive, right? I mean, we went through a pandemic last year, and Cody, you may remember this from college days. You ever have your account going to negative? Oh, how how can I not? <laughs> you can't you, you can't forget that Houston's account was in the negative. It didn't seem like they were going to be able to bring in anybody in the offseason, maybe a player here, player that, player there on veteran minimum, but he's been able to get this team from the negative to $14 million in cash space moving forward that they can use in the free agency. And I believe that we will see more moves made on behalf of Nick Sirio and this general manager team uh, here in Houston, but he's leading the way and he's doing this by himself. We're not seeing any Jack eats to be fingerprints, right? And that's probably what I love the most. He's done an amazing job as general manager right now. And aside of the Deshaun Watson saga, and we're not necessarily Cody and I, but a lot of fans are focusing solely on the saga that they're not paying real attention to the job that Casario has been doing reversing a lot of the bad contracts that were handed out by Bill O'Brien. And I honestly love the job he's been doing as his first year, in his first year as general manager so far. John, remember when Nick got hired? And of course, that came with a whole bunch of backlash. And that's when things really went downhill between Deshaun Watson and his organization. But remember, I had said Nick might have been the general manager that the Texans needed. Remember I said that? Yeah, I remember. 
I remember that conversation. This is why. When he took over the job, the Houston Texans were $18 million over the cap space. Now they're close to $15 million. Just like I said in the last segment, you know, given the situation and, and how not good of a life the Houston Texans are right now, I'm pretty sure Nick knows that he might be in a position in order to build this team and at least to attempt to put a respectable team out there on the field in 2021 that he might have to overpay a couple guys, especially when you consider you, we probably going to have a lot of guys on a one-year prove-it deal to just get them to Houston. You have to give credit what credit is due. Nick has done a really good job and you know that's just the money side of things like on Monday John you and I talked about the release of Nick Martin yes by releasing him you freed up 6.5 million dollars but at the end of the day that gives the Texans an opportunity to put Zach Fulton back into his position that he's most comfortable in. That's that center. That gives them the opportunity to re-sign Roderick Johnson, a guy that you and I have been really high on because that offensive line looked better when he's in there. Everything that is meant, this man has done ever since he first stepped foot into NRG Stadium off of 16 and Kirby, I like what I'm seeing. It's unfortunate because every single move that he is making is going under the radar because there's a guy who goes by the name of Deshaun Watson. He wants out and a big portion of his tenure here in Houston is going to be highlighted on how does he address this situation? I'm pretty sure if by any chance he talks to Deshaun and he gets him to change his mind and at least let's say give the Texans at least one more chance before really forcing his way out of town, He's going to be looked at as a hero. But if he trades Deshaun, and let's say he gets the package for Miami and get Tua, and Tua becomes a bust, then he's going to be looked at as one of, if not the worst general manager, well, the second worst general manager in franchise history because that trade that Bill O'Brien did last year, and we coming up on a year for that, I don't think there's nothing Nick can do that's going to be worse than that. Yeah, let's look at it like this. Also, by the way, they did cut Josh McCown that saved them a million dollars. Let's look at it like this. When you're coming into a situation that already stinks of manure, it's hard to get that smell out for, you know, the rest of the time you're there. But he's starting the process right now. And I'm expecting cuts of Zach Fulton. If you're going to move on from Nick Martin, I believe that Zach Fulton should be next. I'm expecting cuts of Brandon Dunn, right? Those that those two cuts alone would save the team nearly about $6 million. Six to seven million dollars that they can use toward the cap. And I'm also expecting Casario to resign PJ Hall, uh, Farrell Brown as well. I think Farrell Brown would be a great addition back to this tight end unit for next year. But we're not giving him a lot of credit for a couple of things. That's getting Mike Devlin out of town, right? I mean, he got Mike Devlin gone and brought in a major upgrade. Brought in Andy Bischoff, a major upgrade over Will Lohan. Uh Brought in Robert Prince as the, as the wide receiver coach. You know, him and David Cully have been working hand-in-hand on rebuilding this coaching staff so they know what they want to do. They know what they want to get better at. And that's another side of things that uh, we have to give credit to. Nick Casario actively working with your new head coach to improve this coaching staff, which was really bad last year, let's face it. But I also 
have other moves in mind that I love to see Casario get to. And that's what we want to finish off the discussion for today. What can Casario continue to do to improve this roster and improve the chances of them bringing in quality NFL players to this franchise? With 18 amazing flavors and six new flavors, which include caramel brownie and cookies and cream, along with the 12 original flavors like mint brownie and double chocolate, Bill Bar is great for the health conscious guy. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. You can also get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BillBar.com. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchise. Tony Wiggins and James Rappian are joined every week by Locked On Draft experts to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young players fresh in the NFL. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week? Or are you shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 21 draft? Get everything you need to know Wednesdays on Locked On NFL and subscribe to the Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Before getting out of here, we do want to look at some potential moves that Nick Casario can continue making in hopes of turning this 4-12 and team around just into a respectable team. Like I mentioned in the last segment, you know, a big portion, if not the main thing that Nick Casario is going to be judged off of, how he's going to address the Deshaun Watson situation. And of course, the trade package that he's going to get back when he does decide to move on from him. I don't think that's fair, though, right? I mean, it's not fair, but it's the truth. Right. But the, the Deshaun Watson situation is one of those where he's walking into a very stinky and sticky situation. He just so happened to be the tipping point in a situation that he had nothing to deal with, right? And it sucks because I don't want to say he will be judged his entirety of his Houston, Texas GM time, how he handles Deshaun Watson. I will say he will be judged mainly off of how he continues to work this offseason. This offseason is one of those foundation offseasons. And I want to see how he continues to prepare himself for the future without Deshaun Watson. I get what you're saying, but but at the end of the day, that's just the reality of the situation. Do I think it's fair? No, I do not. However, going back to Nick Casario and the Texans, look, I don't care what happens. If this man can find a way to move off of Whitney Merciless, I would make him the executive of the year. And I know I talk about Whitney Merciless a lot here on this show, but guys, at the end of the day, you're looking at a guy who is scheduled to have a cap hit of 12 million next season. And just in 2020 alone, he had the lowest PFF grade of all linebackers last season at 39.6. If you're talking about someone who is the definition of their on-field production, not matching the amount of money that they are making, look no further than Whitney Merciless. Cutting Whitney Merciless will give Houston a $15 million cap hit and dead money. So I don't expect Whitney Merciless to be gone next year. And I, I know how much we love for him to be gone off of this team, but $15 million in dead money is a whole lot of money. It's a lot of money, but at the same time, it opened up for a situation with someone like Jacob Martin, who has been better than Merciless to get an opportunity to go out there and showcase what he can do on the field. 
once again, you're looking at a guy who wants to go out there and record double-digit sacks. We think he has the capability to do so, but he does not have the opportunity. You're going to take that hit anyways, but what you can do is be smart about it, which you should have done last year, and understood that Merciless is not the guy we wanted him to be. We don't have to play you anymore. There are decisions that were made on behalf of Bill O'Brien, Jack Easterby, and the quote-unquote trust before Nick Casario that he's just going to have to bite. Like, And we just opened up with how it's unfair to judge him off how he handles the Deshaun Watson situation because that was a situation that had nothing to do with him. He just so happened to walk into it. Same goes for Whitney Merciless. You didn't give him that contract, and I don't believe Nick Casario would have ever given him that type of money, but the money was given out before you. However, what do you care about? Wins, right? And when Merciless, gonna, with Merciless having that much money owed to him and understanding that he's going to have $15 million in dead money that the Houston Texans will be hit with, keep him on a roster if you have to. And I love for him to be gone, but just don't play him, right? I mean, we see Luke Kennard in Los Angeles for the Clippers. He's making four years, $64 million on his contract, and he doesn't play. But look where the Clippers are. Still one of the best teams in the NBA. Switch them out. Give Martin that time. Give Grenard that time. If you decide to draft another edge outside linebacker, give them that time. You just don't have to play pay, uh, play merciless. I like to look at Eric Murray. I uh, mentioned how Zach Fulton should be going off of this team if you're going to move on from Nick Martin. You, you definitely should move on from Zach Fulton unless you have plans for him to play center. And that would make sense if you don't want to address the center position because you can always move in Titus Howard and use Roger Johnson at that tackle position. But I also believe you can move on from Darren Fells. Talked to him last year, Cody, for the show. Interviewed him as well. And I just don't see a reason for him to be around on this team anymore, especially considering Farrell Brown should be resigned as well. And uh, I just want to see him remove players that he can remove that was brought on before him that does not have any impact or players that are completely past their prime or the best seasons that they've had in their career. And I also like to see Brandon Cooks in Houston come to terms on a reconstructed deal as well. He's owed $12 million this year, $13 million in 2022 and 14 in 2023. If he really wants to be around, like he said he did before he thought Deshaun Watson was going to be out the door, presumably, then they need to reconstruct that deal uh, as soon as possible because they could save some money, maybe around 2 to $3 million that they, that they can also use toward this upcoming uh, free agency. And 13 for next year, 14 for the following year, you can also save money for the next couple of seasons as well if you want to keep him around that long. And since we are talking about a member of the wide receiver group, what about Randall Cobb? I think he is going to be real interesting to see what Nick Casario is able to do with him because heading into next season, he has a cap hit of a little bit over 10 million. He's 30 years old. And then when you take a look at the Texans, considering the fact that we want to see more Kiki QT, the possibility of Isaiah Coulter getting more play, he seems like he's going to be the one receiver who is a little bit expendable. I wouldn't say release him, but I'm pretty sure if given the opportunity, Nick Casario can flip Cobb for some kind of asset. Maybe so. 
uh, Renikoff, who just signed that uh, deal last year, uh, three years for $27 million. I believe 18 of that was guaranteed. That was a lot of money for Renikoff at the time. Just a lot of bad contracts being thrown out. But you're right, Nick Sirio would have to explore you know, what they want to do with him and this roster. Does he make sense to keep him around? I would say this. I, I like to see him around, honestly, simply because Fuller will test the mark and he will leave. That leaves Houston with Brandon Cooks. And this is excluding Randall Cobb. That leaves Houston with Brandon Cooks, Kiki QT, Isaiah Kola, who didn't play last year, Chad Hansen. They need somebody else. They need somebody else. So you keep him around. And try to reconstruct his deal as well, but they need another receiver. And and so I wouldn't necessarily be so quick to move on from Randall Cobb just yet. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.